0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the More From Law podcast. I'm your host, Harry Clark. This episode features Lizzie Arthy, a junior graduate recruitment officer at Baker McKenzie. In this episode, Lizzie offers a recruiter's insight into how to excel during your vacation scheme, including what recruiters look for and how they're generally structured. We also discuss how firms are amending them to run remotely and some of the most common questions candidates have about the whole process. Let's get into it. So, hi Lizzie, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Hi Harry, no thank you, I'm glad to be here.
0: Yes, pleasure to speak with you again. I think this is probably the third or fourth time I think we've um, collaborated <laughs> on something today and um, no, it's always a pleasure to get some insight from inside the recruitment sphere at Bakers and to give some advice to people who are keen on applying or perhaps just wanting to learn a little bit more about law and uh, everything that Bakers offers with all the different initiatives as well. And today we're going to be focusing on vacation schemes and First and foremost I was thinking about the name I don't know where this was originally coined from or, or who <laughs> developed it but I've always thought it's quite, a, quite a, a strange name for what it actually involves and how it differs but hopefully people will be able to listen to this um, recording and be able to gain some insight into what they're all about, how you can best apply for them, what they involve and um, how they sort of fit into the, the kind of bigger picture of um, graduating as a solicitor and also some other common questions that we've got along the way so I guess the really basic first question to start with is is what are vacation schemes and, and how do they fit into this route from the you know, university right the way through to, to trainee and beyond?
1: Um, well, yeah, regarding the name, um, you just made me think about it. <laughs> and I guess it sounds quite American saying vacation, but I guess it's because it, yeah, it does sit over the holidays. Um, so with ours being a spring, that'd be, I guess, um, originally an Easter holiday um, and then the summer as well. So it's because they are based over the holidays, I guess. Um, but in terms of how they fit into the route from university to trainee and what they are um, they're essentially an opportunity to spend two or three weeks and um, getting a taste of what life would be like as a trainee at that firm um fact spe- schemers um, usually spend one week in one department and then one week in a different department to kind of give them a bit of a flavor of the different practice groups um, at the firm and they can get involved in a range of work um, so they often have a trainee buddy and a supervisor, um, and the trainee buddy um, can give them work which is similar to the work they'd get involved in, um, so for example, kind of due diligence, research tasks, but also creating presentations, um, and this year there's been quite a focus on pro bono work as well, so um, every VAT schema has the opportunity to get involved in a pro bono project, um, which has been really successful and worked really, really well. Following the vacation scheme as well, um, there is an interview, so it is kind of like a a two week interview in some ways where you get feedback on your work throughout Um, and then yeah, you do have an interview at the end with um, a partner and an associate um, who then can determine whether or not we'd be keen to offer a training contract.
0: Fantastic. And you mentioned in your answer there that you know people get the opportunity to experience different seats and different insights into the different departments when a commercial law firm. So uh, I guess what's the sort of standard day for someone who is completing a VAC scheme, uh, the sort of common tasks they might do and the sort of common working structure and things they, they'll get involved with throughout? <sighs>
1: Um, so there's a fairly structured timetable that's sent to the vacation schemes before the scheme, um, and it includes a lot of um, kind of set sessions which graduate recruitment arrange. Um, so kind of amongst the live work, there's loads of networking sessions. So for example, at Baker McKenzie, and um, we have a transactional breakfast um, where kind of the corporate, banking, and structural capital markets um, kind of practice areas they run a breakfast. We're talking about the work that and well what their work entails, um, and there's also a speed networking session as well with some of the advisory groups. And there's also a client pitch exercise, um, so and also plenty of social events. So kind of amongst this very structured timetable, um, which people receive prior to the scheme, they kind of have to ensure that they manage their workload around that. Um, so like I said, with the live work often being due diligence, research tasks, um, occasionally creating presentations or those pro bono projects, they've got to kind of fit that around that timetable which they receive, um, mm-hmm. which I think can sometimes be half of the task on a vacation scheme. It's really managing all of the work and being able to get involved in plenty of work in that department as well as um, Doing all of the networking um well taking part in all of the networking opportunities that are available as well um so the day really varies day, you know day by day um, and there's also plenty of catch-ups with the supervisors and buddies as well and generally having kind of coffees with different people at the firm to work out um what different practice areas people are interested in
0: fantastic so there's a nice breadth of you know hands-on legal practice with a little bit of everything else when it comes to business development networking and uh, being able to learn a bit more about life outside of just the legal sphere of the firm as well so I guess a, a key question then if someone is coming into the vacation scheme and um, they may or may not have done some form of legal experience before might not have worked in an office before and um, bearing in mind the tasks they're going to do what do you think are the best ways that candidates can prepare for what the vacation scheme will involve and ultimately to get the most out of it both for their own personal development and hopefully with the op- opportunity of receiving an offer at the end of it as well
1: Um, yeah, I think the key thing is research. Um, so we're completely, we understand that people might not have a huge amount of legal experience, um, or they might not have. might not have done a vacation scheme before or worked in a law firm and so that's kind of all taken on board on our side we bear that in mind Um, but the one thing which is really important is to do loads of research not just on the firm but on the practice groups that you might be sitting in Um, so we inform people of the departments beforehand Um, so a few weeks before the vacation scheme they'll know which departments they're going to be sitting in um, so doing some really thorough research on that work um, is really important, not just kind of to know legal jargon and that kind of knowledge isn't really expected, but instead so that you can actually go into the department with the keenness and enthe- the keenness and enthusiasm um, to show that you're really, really interested in that work um, and are able to engage in conversations with the lawyers in that department as well. Um, I think another really important um, thing to prepare in advance is to also Research the practice groups that you might not be sitting in, because you will have the opportunity to reach out to lawyers in those departments and find out more. Um, So Mm -hmm. something which we we really like to see on the scheme is when people do reach out to potentially partners or senior associates in different departments and arrange a coffee catch up to find out more. Um, I think this really shows um, initiative and proactivity, which um, really reflects well. Um, one thing which one of the um, partners at the firm has once said that um when it comes to a vacation scheme, it's fifty percent will and fifty percent skill. Um so while <laughs> it is important, feel to show that kind of analysis skills and the technical ability, enthusiasm really is key. And I think research can kind of really um, help people prepare um, in order to kind of demonstrate the enthusiasm on the scheme, um, as yeah, we'd like to see it.
0: Absolutely. And you've clearly covered there the, the ability to, to be enthusiastic, to reach out to people and be curious, both in the work you're doing and reaching out to others as well. Um, and a, a nice caveat that technical skills obviously aren't always expected if this is your first time working in an office yeah. or in a law firm as well. But alongside those things, when it comes to the decision making process, when it comes to evaluating candidates and how well you think they performed on the scheme, are there any other qualities that you think will help participants make them stand out and kind of um, give give a good impression to the firm?
1: Um, Yeah, so kind of actually kind of reflecting what I said to maybe building on it a tiny bit more, um, linking Mm -hmm. to enthusiasm would definitely be proactivity. Um, So we also let people know their buddies before the scheme. And we found that some people um, on the scheme that we're running at the moment actually reached out to their buddies on LinkedIn before the scheme. And it just really put them in good stead um, to actually start on, on their first day on the Monday. Um, Mm -hmm. I also think that another way to demonstrate proactivity, which I found really impressive um, over the last few weeks, is um, a candidate who got involved in our social media takeover, um, which is something which is, again, very proactive and keen to get involved, demonstrating a lot of enthusiasm. Um, And then following (laughs) that, the candidate then emailed me asking for feedback. Um, and I just thought that was brilliant, a really good way of demonstrating that people are keen, you know, you're keen to develop. You want to improve your skills, whether it's communication skills on the social um, social media takeover um, or um, even just like the way that he was saying things of communicating those, those, those qualities. It's really important. Another quality which is really, really important um, would be, again, linking to productivity, but reaching out for work and asking different people um, kind of for not necessarily for research tasks, but like I said, for coffees, um, kind of finding out more about what they do. Um, Another thing which is very key is being very inquisitive. Um, Mm -hmm. So we kind of see a clear difference um, sometimes on vacation schemes between the people who have prepared um, for a meeting and they come with a notepad and a pen and they come with their questions already. So they've clearly done their research on that meeting beforehand um, and have kind of almost done their due diligence and arrived Mm -hmm. at the meeting with several um, questions. Um, and this kind of applies to networking as well. So if someone knows that the transactional breakfast, for example, is taking place and has already prepared um, a question for that without, you know, even before necessarily hearing the lawyer speak, I think that that comes across really, really well
0: fantastic and some some really useful tips there for making the most of the vacation scheme really getting involved with everything that's on offer um but of course in the current situation you've been having to run these vacation schemes virtually and remotely which i'm sure has been a bit of an administrative task on your <laughs> behalf as well and i'm sure candidates have been trying to, to navigate this new reality that we're all facing so i guess from the recruitment side of things and, and how the firm has been managing this what are, what are the key changes if any that you've made to adapt the vacation scheme so that they can run remotely
1: yeah it has definitely been a challenge um but a really enjoyable one it's been a really fun thing um to basically try and implement and to try and um run them as similarly as possible um so like you said what changes if any i think our initial standpoint was to try and keep as much of the vacation scheme as we could um even when running it remotely um and that's kind of put us at a, quite a good um, position to start because it meant that we were therefore, we had our structure. We, kn- we knew that we still wanted to include um, the different networking opportunities, the client pitch, um, the management committee lunch, which is something we always include in a vacation scheme. Um, and same with the inductions, we wanted to include all of the same welcome presentations um, and partner introductions as well. So there's been all of these sessions which, from the get go, we knew we wanted to still include in the vacation scheme. Mm. Um, and actually, more importantly than anything, we wanted to include the opportunity of being able to do live work and not just having to do pre-prepared research tasks or something which, you know, wouldn't actually contribute to the firm. Mm -hmm. Um, So going into it with that mindset, I think really helped um, form or really helped us create the vacation scheme that we have um, and the way that we went about that was by sending all of our vacation scheme candidates um, Baker McKenzie laptops prior to the scheme which meant that they could log on to our server um, and really get immersed in the firm um, and get involved in real live work um, and kind of sit in on, sit in on um, live meetings with clients um, and I think that that's really been kind of the most beneficial part of our remote vacation scheme. Um, I imagine the biggest challenge for people on the scheme is probably getting used to um, building rapport online. Mm-hmm. Um, so if pe- yeah, if people hadn't been working previously, I think that that would have been much more difficult. So kind of getting to grips with Zoom calls um, um, and yeah, Google Meets and Microsoft Hangouts and all of these different platforms, um, kind of adapting to that communication online. But again, we tried to help with that in our induction as well to make sure people felt as comfortable as possible.
0: Yeah, I've been seeing all of the the work from home setups that the vacation scheme has been posting on Instagram <laughs> yeah. and stuff and all the quizzes and everything else they've been getting involved with. So, um, yeah, it looks fantastic. Everything that you guys have been yeah, able to, I, to achieve there.
1: I think the socials is one thing um, that we really wanted to include, um, even though so many people have already done quizzes, you know, throughout um, lockdown with their friends. We thought a quiz would be a nice um, social to include, but also a virtual escape room. So, yeah, even managed oh, wow. to keep those socials um, as part of the scheme, which was great.
0: How did that function then in the virtual set? I've done a few escape rooms in my time. I really do love them. I think they're great. But what was the what was the zoom equivalent?
1: Um, It was actually we found um, a supplier online um, who they do a great virtual escape room um, where you join a zoom call and you're put into breakout rooms with your team and then they live um, stream someone actually in a room kind of having to come across all these puzzles um and then you submit your answers um kind of to different puzzles and um, some of the some of them kind of numerical or verbal um so yeah it was really really good and just great to kind of actually have some downtime as well so be able to get to know everybody in a setting which isn't too um kind of work focused
0: yeah that's fantastic i'm gonna have to check that out after this uh, after this recording and see what it's <laughs> all about that sounds fantastic throughout all the sort of stuff I've been doing with the podcast and um, sort of creating content and speaking to students, get a lot of questions about vacation schemes, primarily on the side of um, applying for them and drafting applications and things and all the different sort of technical questions. And I'm sure that you get a lot yourselves as well as graduate recruitment. So um, I thought it'd be great for this for this episode to do a little bit of a sort of a quick fire round where we could try and work through a few of the most common questions that, that I've, I've seen students asking and try to get a kind of quick summary answer on um, the yes or no, or, or, or the maybe, I guess, for some of them um, in terms of in terms of the position and how the sort firm of, um, works through them. So the first one is one that I, I get more than anything, and I've seen this a lot, which is, um, is there a different level of experience or academics that are expected for a vacation scheme application versus one which is a direct training contract application?
1: Um, academically, no. So our academic mm-hmm. requirements are the same, regardless of whether it's a TC application or a vacation scheme application. Um, however, in terms of experience, I'd say yes, um, we would expect more work experience if someone's applying directly for a training contract, um, especially in a legal environment, such as a previous vacation scheme or potentially paralegaling.
0: Okay, good. First one out the way. And I guess that goes on nicely <laughs> to the second one, which is, um, do I need legal experience in order to complete a vacation scheme?
1: Um, so no you don't, um, we have people on our scheme from completely different degree disciplines and with a range of different um, experiences. Um, many VAC schemers have absolutely no legal experience and um, haven't worked in a law firm at all, um, but we see that as the point of the vacation scheme. So it can be kind of your first taste of a career in commercial law as a solicitor. Um, so yeah, no, no legal experience needed to complete a vacation scheme. And everybody is really understanding of that as well. So supervisors and buddies completely understand your background. They'll know if you're kind of non-law with no legal experience and therefore will be really receptive to any questions that you might have as well.
0: Yep. And that, I think that's reflected really nicely in my cohort. There's such a mix of non-law and law students anyway. And I think mm. even on my assessment centre for my um, training contract application with the firm, you know, it was all tailored to be inclusive of the fact that you know there's going to be a lot of non-law and law students applying and um, making sure that everyone has a, a level playing field when it comes to ability to, to complete the tasks and everything else. And the vacation scheme is no different there. Um, I I guess a a good leading question for that then is um, what do I do if I get stuck or if I'm having difficulty with some of the work during the vacation scheme be it I'm struggling with a particular legal concept or I've never seen a contract or a piece of legal work drafted in this way before what's Mm -hmm. the sort of go to remedies for being able to, to get some help whilst you're completing the work.
1: Um, in all honesty, it's completely expected that you'd get stuck with something or have difficulty with work. Um, so if you do get stuck, just ask your supervisor or trainee buddy for help. Everyone at the firm is really friendly and always kind of on hand to want to um, help you out um, and be able to help you kind of get that work done to the highest standard. Um, I think that it's always better to, um, to ask, it's better to over communicate with things like this and to under communicate. Mm-hmm. That's what I always think and just never suffer in silence. Um, if, if you do get stuck and don't ask someone and end up submitting some work which isn't to the quality that you potentially could do this would actually you know this would be more detrimental to your performance on the scheme than over communicating and asking lots of questions so just always ask someone um, and if you're not sure who to ask you can always come to graduate recruitment and they're more than happy to put you in touch with the relevant person
0: uh, we might have already covered this a little bit when it'll answer but is the vacation scheme sort of equivalent to two weeks work experience or is it more than that both in terms of the tasks you do and also how it's viewed um, in p- potential future applications as well?
1: Um, I think it's more than that, in all honesty. I think that, I guess it's it's kind of a two week interview. So it's not just mm-hmm. two weeks work experience where you know, you're know you there nine till five um, and kind of looking forward to potentially going home or anything like mm-hmm. that. What we want to see, like I said, is really, really enthusiastic people on the scheme, but also the opportunities that you're given to network and to meet people and find out more about the firm, I think really is what sets it apart from two weeks work experience. Um, mm-hmm. That's by no means downplaying um, kind of two weeks work experience, which isn't on a vacation scheme. I think all work experience is really valuable and can add um, um, a, lot of de- well, a lot of depth to an application and really kind of um, make it a m- much stronger regardless if it's a vacation scheme or not. But um, I think that one th- way to view a vacation scheme is that it is set up in kind of with the opportunity to meet so many people and kind of it's in our, it's in our best interest as well to make it as fulfilling and valuable as we can.
0: And I guess on the basis that there's obviously more to it than just the legal work you'll be doing. Um, how would you suggest that the candidate should sort of record doing a vacation scheme on their CV, um, both in the basis of the tasks they've been doing and everything else they've been getting involved with?
1: Um, on a CV, I would, I'd include it under your work experience, um, mm-hmm. obviously ensuring that you include the dates that you were at the firm and explain that it was two weeks long, because otherwise it might be slightly misleading. <laughs> um, but then also detail some of the responsibilities that you had during the scheme um, and kind of what you got involved in. Um. similarly on an application form a lot of law firms don't ask you necessarily to submit a cv but instead ask you to kind of input your work experience mm-hmm. um and again i'd put a vacation scheme under the work experience section of your application form um and again kind of d- detail what you got involved in and potentially the departments that you sat in um while, while you were there
0: and these last two are really to do with sort of quite technical issues when it comes to Technicalities of applying for vacation schemes and with training contracts. So the first being, do I need to do a vacation scheme in order to get a training contract, uh, at least with Baker McKenzie?
1: Um, so not at Baker McKenzie. We um, apply. Well, sorry, we recruit both through vacation schemes and through direct training contract applications. Um, as you know, obviously you came through the uh, direct <laughs> training contract route. Um, yeah, but I'd say it's slightly more through vacation schemes. Mm-hmm. But we won't be stopping recruiting through direct training contracts as well. We find it a really valuable way um, to recruit people, often who maybe can't take time out to do a vacation scheme, mm-hmm. um, or potentially are already working and you know, can't take two weeks of annual leave to um, do do a vacation scheme. So we will continue to recruit directly um, for direct training contracts as well.
0: And I guess finally, you might have answered this slightly in your last question as well. But um, if you are applying directly for a TC, will there be uh, potentially fewer places on offer because the vacation scheme will come before it for that application cycle for that for that year and that intake?
1: Um, so it depends. It kind of um, we we have our usually we have our spring vacation scheme um, in April mm-hmm. um, and we don't make any offers for direct training contracts until May. But obviously, that's still before the summer vacation scheme, so it's really a bit of a mix. Um, we'll be make we usually make offers after the spring vacation scheme in April, then make some direct training contract offers in May um, for final final year students or graduates, and then make more training contract offers after the summer schemes um, throughout June and July, um, and then make more direct training contract offers in August after another direct training contract window, um, which. Um, opens slightly later in the year for penultimate year students, so it really just depends. It kind of throughout that throughout the recruitment cycle it's not all direct training contract applications um, kind of being made separately it all, mm-hmm. it's all just kind of depends um on when when that application window is and kind of when the scheme is or the assessment centers
0: so you're constantly busy you've always got your work cut out with you. <laughs> something else <laughs> yeah going especially on the
1: <laughs> when i started explaining it like that i realized that it is kind of from september onwards very busy and yeah you know, <laughs> the kind of recruitment just keeps taking place continuously i've never really explained it like that but yeah definitely it's non stop
0: yeah <laughs> no, fantastic i think that's a that's a great kind of whiz through there some of the, the top questions that i get asked and um a great way to kind of explore this new format that i wanted to try and uh, yeah a great oversight of everything from what vacation schemes are what they involve um how you can record them on your CV and everything else that we've kind of covered as well. So I guess finally, what's your sort of key takeaway piece of advice for people who are interested in or perhaps drafting their vacation scheme application as someone who is reviewing the applications? What do you think is a a key piece of advice you could give to candidates listening?
1: Um, I think that when it comes to applications, whether it's for vacation schemes or direct training contracts, I think that if you can get to know the firm um, and know something about that firm, which which would make you stand out and kind of enable you to talk about that firm in a way which you wouldn't be able to talk about other firms so something which mm-hmm. I've mentioned before is if you can change the name of the law firm on the application you know it's not it's not specific enough um mm-hmm. and one way actually to get to know a firm would be open days um so actually while while I'm here I'll mention that our open day applications are opening on the 1st of August so mm-hmm. kind of at the end of next week um, and then we'll also have some more open days um taking place a bit later in the year with applications opening on the 1st of September. Um, And Open Days are the perfect way to get to know a law firm, kind of find out about the practice areas, the people that work there and ask graduate recruitment any more questions as well. Um, So, yeah, definitely, if you are interested in Baker McKenzie, then look out for those um, Open Day application dates and they'll be on our website very shortly.
0: Fantastic. And if people want to keep up to date with yourself, everything else we've kind of talked about today and get the latest information, um, where's the best places to go to, to find all of that?
1: Um, Instagram is a really great way to kind of um, keep up with the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, if you are more in- interested in the Baker McKenzie remote vacation schemes, we've had some really brilliant takeovers, um, social media takeovers from some of our vacation schemas, um, which will be adding to the highlights. So I definitely recommend checking that out to see what the day-to-day life is like as a remote vacation schema. Um, but also if you want to register your interest on our website to find out more about our opportunities we send out emails um, which we call baker updates um, and they kind of cover a range of topics from application tips to um, diversity and inclusion in the firm to csr and pro bono um, and yeah really go into detail about those different topics so if you're interested in finding out a little bit more um, and kind of a little bit more detail then i definitely recommend um yeah, signing up for our baker updates
0: Fantastic. And I'll be sure to leave all the links to those uh, in the episode description. But for now, Lizzie, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to, to speak with me and to share all of your insights for candidates. I'm sure they'll find this uh, really useful. So thanks again. Sorry, thank it's you
1: awesome. for
0: having me. Thanks so much for listening to another installment of the More From Law podcast. If you want to keep up to date with the show and make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and sign up to my newsletter over at www.harryclarklaw.com. You can also follow me on most social media channels at the handle Harry Clark Law. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a rating and a review on the iTunes store as this helps others learn about the show and be sure to share it with your networks. You can also support the show by donating to my Patreon, which helps support the running and production costs of the show. For now though, I'll see you in the next episode of More From Law.